All comments, views, and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the host, guest, and its callers. You have just stepped into a crust-free zone with Dr. Pat Basile. What is crust? Well, crust is that stuff that stands between you and what you want out of life. Crust is what keeps you stuck. Crust is anything you think, feel, or believe that prevents you from living your deepest heart's desire. So get ready to do some serious crust busting with Dr. Pat Basile and break through those layers of crusty conditioning to reveal the unlimited possibilities available to you to live your life full out. Dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Everyone, you're listening to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Pat Basile. And we are here each and every Thursday, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. And I want to say this about this show today. Today, we have with us an amazing individual. We have Scott Jeffrey, and he is here to help us all journey to the impossible. His story is compelling. And if you are not uplifted by the end of this show, you will be absolutely amazed to, and want to know more about how to be uplifted. Let me tell you a little bit about Scott. He helps each and every one of his clients pursue their own impossible journeys. He is the coach of the coaches. He coaches entrepreneurs, CEOs, entertainers, and leaders in all areas of life. And he coaches them towards achieving better results in less time with greater fulfillment. I don't know about you, but I know for me, I am thrilled to know Scott because that is definitely where I'm going with my life. Now, he is a master strategist behind the Scott Jeffrey Companies, a world-class strategic coaching enterprise. And for nearly 10 years, Scott has passionately pursued effective solutions, revolutionary strategies in all areas of business and human development. He has written numerous articles and conducts various seminars on strategies, enterprise development. And I want to say this to you. If you're looking for a website to visit to find out how to gear up your life and your passion, this is the place to go, and he's the person to talk with. So let me, uh, let me cut this very short because uh, there's so much for us to talk to Scott about today. I want to really introduce you to Scott Jeffrey and get ready to journey to the impossible. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, Pat. Wow, are you available for doing PR too? Well, That you know, was one I- heck of an introduction. You are an amazing individual. I mean, I have there's so much I could have said. I could have probably taken the entire hour just to talk about you. And uh and you know, my listeners, you know, they've they've let me know they want to talk to the guests and people right. that come on the show are amazing. You know, I I ask each and every one of my guests because I know each of us has a story and we're giving gifts to the world in an amazing way. And I want to ask you about your story. How how did you come to arrive at this journey? Right, right. Well, like you said, everyone does have that journey. For mine, for me, it was uh, it started really young. Actually, uh, I had one of those, I guess what you'd call an after school special childhood, uh-huh. where you know it wasn't the just the normal average childhood. Instead of just going to school and playing with friends after school, I was in custody battles, uh, went through five different judges. I had sort of a uh, not-so-mentally-healthy father, to put it nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, you know, one of those things where starting at the age of around six, I was just seeing, I went through uh, five different court appeals, 12 different, you know, uh, psychologists and psychiatrists that were appointed by the judges. You know, it was just an interesting way to, to, to start off this whole thing called, you know, this life adventure that we're on. Yeah, boy. And, uh, you know, it really, 
it only it, the only thing I could say it did, Pat, is it gave me a different perspective on things. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I I stressed out about the same things everyone else did when I was you know entering college. And even though I was a little concerned about what I'd be doing after school, I just I had this quest. I started it really early on to just figure out why people do what they do. You know, why are we here? Why why are some people able to excel and create this absolutely magnificent story, this great mm-hmm. adventure, and others just don't? You know, and yeah. that's the vast majority. And and mm-hmm. I figured there had to be clues somewhere, so I started with books. Mm-hmm. And I literally, you know, I spent more time in college actually in Borders and Barnes and Noble than I did doing my actual studies. But by reading, I don't know, probably about three to four books a week for for years, even till today, still doing that same process. I can't say that it came up with any specific answers, mm-hmm. but I came up with a lot of clues. And those clues were enough to sort of begin applying it to my own life. And then I've just been graced, just graced with some incredible clients that, you know, are, are leaders in their field that somehow, despite my age, <laughs> come to me for help. <laughs> that you know, and you bring up a very interesting point because, uh, you know, when you say despite my age. You know, there is, I work with people just as you work with people to coach them on. And, you know, we hear so much uh, from individuals that say, you know, I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm too old to really do this. But there's a flip side of that from some, sure. some people that I work with. And, and I have a story also uh, in my book about an individual that was very young and entered our consulting firm. And her story was, how do I get anybody to really take me seriously? I have so many gifts. And I know you and I have talked about that, but, you know, uh, because I, I, I look at your picture, and yet I know beyond that picture you are wise, wise, wise. But how have you, how have you been able to take yourself forward and, you know, demonstrate to the world that, I'm, you know, here I am. I'm here to help you. I am a wise soul. Right. Well, I, you know, I guess what you're defining right now is youth crust, right? Yes. The, the belief that, that because you're young and because you look young that you don't have something to say or that you can't serve and support. That's right. Um, and that is, that was something that, I, you know, even now, if I don't take to the stage very often, but when I do, the first thing I could hear a murmur in the crowd, it, it's like, why is there a 12-year-old in front of us? Okay. You know, and you have to sort of be able to diffuse that first and just make a joke out of it. You know, because I, well, for one, I'm 28, but I, I, as young as that is, I could easily pass for 18. Mm-hmm. So that poses even more crust issues. <laughs> you, you, so know way, I, mm-hmm. go ahead. Go ahead. you know what I love about you, Scott? There's nothing, the, the crust around this is, you don't hide this. You are right out there. This is who I am. This is what I do. I'm here to help you. Right. You don't hide your picture which is a wonderful picture. I love, I love the warmth in what I see when I look at your picture. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. Thank you. you know? I appreciate that. And I think I that's important for people to hear because when we hide who we are, all we're doing is calling in to our consciousness, aren't we? Yes. Sort yes. of a shame thing. And what we're doing is you're putting your ego up front and saying that, okay, I've got to battle this. You know, you put energy wow, yeah. towards what you don't want. Yes. That's what we're trying to avoid. That's I think your whole. That's why I think I love the idea of crust busting. Is it's really it's taking the ego out of the picture. It's getting out of the way of yourself. Yeah. It. Uh, you know. How often have we had to do that? Have you had any particular challenges? I mean, you know, here you and I are 
on the radio, and, and we're talking about Journey to the Impossible. And I want to say a little bit about this right now. Sure. This is an amazing book. I love this book. I take this book and I, I carry this with me, and every time I open this book, it doesn't matter what page it's on, there is something. And for example, I just flipped open to uh, page 37 in the book, and look what I find. And here is a quote, and here's the quote. You know, they because they think they can. That's the right. quote by Virgil. And, you know, this book is filled with this, which to me means, Scott, that this is the life that you're living. This is it, what you're passing on. How do you is. do this with your clients? Well, the one assumption we always start with, there's only one rule, only one rule in, in the coaching I do with my clients, and that is you're never allowed to say, I don't know. Those are the three words. That's it. That's it. It's, it's uh, I call killing creativity. It's the world's most deadly phrase. Because every time that we say, I don't know, you basically shut off your, your, your brain's ability to answer the question. Mm-hmm. It's almost like taking your brain off the hook, saying, oh, I guess I don't have to come up with the answer because I just said I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right? But the bottom line is you do know. We all have the answer to every internally driven question right now. Mm. You know, the challenge is that some of us take 30, 40, 50 years to sort of allow themselves to get to the point where, okay, I've got to come up with the answer. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you could create that sense of urgency in yourself right now, which is what we do with my clients. My clients mm-hmm. are all people that are already achievers in what they're doing. You know, it's not like they're just starting out. They're people that had this psychology to a certain degree already, and then it was just a matter of how do you take it to the next level. You know, instead of choosing between, uh, between option A and B, how do, you, how do you manifest a different strategy to create both in your life? You know, the first time that you and I spoke, and it was back, I have the book here, because it was back in September of 2003, and the first time you and I spoke, it was on a totally unrelated issue, actually, but we got into a conversation, and you, and, and I remember, I remember saying those words, I remember saying to you, I don't know, and I remember, <laughs> and and did I, I have stop to you? Tell you, that is the, you did stop me, and that Good. is the last time. That I have said that word since September of 2000, those words since September of 2003. Right, right. And think about just around the office, Pat. How many people are just even just shrugging their shoulders mm-hmm. instead of just looking inward and say, okay, I know I don't know the answer, but if mm-hmm. I did know the answer, what would the answer be? And by mm-hmm. the way, for you listening, that's, that's the key way. Even someone that says, I don't know, if you want to turn around and get them to actually give you an answer, mm-hmm. you just say, Okay, I know you don't know the answer, so you diffuse the idea there, and then you say, but if you did know, what would it be? All of a sudden, they take on a different energy, because now there's no pressure. They don't actually have to come up with the answer, but they'll give you their best guess. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. And, you know, I was able to, you're so good. I was so able to hear you in the way that you talked to me about it without any guilt and shame. Right. You know, it was a little bit uncomfortable because, you know, there was a, a little part of me that wanted to really not know. Right, you know, right. it's, you know, it's so comfortable for me to get really little and say and sit there with the not knowing. But you are you are absolutely uh, perfect in talking with me about it. And and that was the first time I believe you and I met. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was it was such a profound change for me. Now I want to talk a little bit about. Uh, well, there are so many things you and I, uh, you know, uh, can talk about today because you you have so much information. What I'd like to do now is let's just take a minute and I want to give people your website um, okay. right up front. I do this right up front in the show, and then um, you know just let people know how they can access this unbelievably uh, you know rich. 
uh, information. Um, so your your website is www. Scott, Scott Jeff Scott Jeffrey dot com. Correct. Yes, and, and that's J E F F R E Y. Yes, and, and and for those people that are listening, I know they're typing right now. You know <laughs> to get <laughs> to get on to see what this is about. Um, you know, we're going to take a short break, uh, Scott, and when we come back, I'd like to talk with you about something that you talk about that has totally inspired me, and that is the director's chair and what that means to each and every one of us and, uh, and, and how we could all learn from that. So, on a, you know, let's, let's take a short break right now and give our listeners a chance to call in toll-free at one 888 Three three five five two zero four. That's one eight 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 three three five five two zero four to speak with Scott Jeffrey and with me about how you can get that ticket, get that boarding pass, and journey to the impossible. Uh, so stay with us. We'll be right back. Are you searching for a sense of purpose in this crazy world? If so, then tune in to Meet the Challenge with James Long and Melissa Phelan every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time. On the show, James and Melissa will discuss life planning and meeting the challenges we experience in each stage of our lives. They will also provide you real solutions from professional advisors and resources to address the issues that keep you up at night. Life is a series of transitions from one stage to another. Make those transitions smooth ones by tuning in to Meet the Challenge. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on Voice America. Ever wonder why some ideas make it from concept to reality, while other promising ideas just fizzle? Join us every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Invent the Future. You'll hear from investors who have created breakthroughs in their business and community. You'll learn about the newest ideas that are shaping success in the 21st century. And you'll hear from leaders who are creating the future with their novel approaches to management. Join Janice Maffei and Joanne Spigner from Vision First for Invent the Future, Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on voiceamerica.com. Join Susan Mavity, host of A Journey to Wellness, on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific for the program that helps you discover the healing light within you and offers you tools to regain control over your own illness. Each week, Susan Mavity interviews teachers, healers, and authors who assist you in your own healing journey on all levels, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. So tune in and call in to A Journey to Wellness with Susan Mavity on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific. I went on a low-carb diet and lost 10 pounds, then gained it all back. I tried different diets, and in the long run, they caused me to gain weight. It's time to scrap the current healthy food and drink guidelines and get back to basics. Listen to Heart Smart Living with Heart Oldenburg every Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. On the show, Heart will debunk current dieting myths and show you the key to living a healthy and fulfilling life while enjoying the food you love. Be happy, be healthy. Listen to Heart Smart Living with Heart Oldenburg every Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on voiceamerica.com, the world leader in Internet talk radio. Informative, entertaining, and educational talk. www.voiceamerica.com. Come find out what you've been missing. Welcome back to Crossbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life with Dr. Pat. 
If you would like to participate in today's program, call in at 1-888-335-5204. Now let's join Dr. Pat for some serious crust busting. Well, welcome back. And I have to tell you, we are really here doing some serious crust busting today. Uh, we, uh, we, with me, I have the amazing Scott Jeffrey. And, you know, I've got my boarding pass because, you know, I'm ready to take that impossible journey. That is the title of his book, Journey to the Impossible, Designing an Extraordinary Life. Now, let me do this. I want to give out this number again, and I want to give out our email because uh, we're going to be giving away a copy of this book uh, to our listeners that call in, question, or comment. Now, if you're listening through the Internet and you'd like to email me, you could do that at live, L-I-V-E, at crustbusting.com, or you can call in to the number we just talked about, which is one eight 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 three three five five two zero four. We have Carolyn to, there to pick up the phone and take your information because I'm telling you this is a book that you absolutely want to have. Now, Scott, before the break, we started to talk about the director's chair. And, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about what you mean by that. Well, the whole idea, Pat, is that this thing we call life is, fits very well into the metaphor of a movie, is that, you know, we are the hero, right? We mm-hmm. are the director. We are all the roles that happen in the movie, and we're playing it. It's like our life adventure is synonymous with the movie adventure. Mm-hmm. The thing is, we don't normally think in, the, in that context, right? We definitely don't think that we're... We're sitting in the director's chair, right? No, we don't. <laughs> and what happens when we don't? We create lifetime channel-like dramas, right, tearjerkers, and just movies that no one else wants to write or hear about. Mm-hmm. But if we're consciously sitting in the chair, if we're con- consciously sitting in the director's chair, then we could create the most incredible action adventure. We could create a romantic comedy, whatever we want. You know? But you have to first make that distinction that, okay, the chair is here. You know, if you're, you're either sitting in it, consciously or you're not. If you're not, gravity is going to pull you down towards the status quo. You're going to start creating a life like everybody else. Mm-hmm. But those people that we hear about in the news, those people that we watch on TV, those people that we read incredible stories about, they're consciously sitting in the chair. They've mm-hmm. decided what they want. They've written the script. They've defined their own identity as a hero, and they're living their story. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because, I, you know, I, I, the other day I was uh, listening to a conversation and someone just blurted out something like, my life is a nightmare, you know, right. and it's, it was kind of like it's like that movie, that nightmare movie. Right. <laughs> and I thought, oh, isn't this interesting, and I'm having Scott on the show. Because right, right. in reality, aren't, don't we also direct our lives to become, you know, nightmares as well? Sure, sure. And, that, and what's worse is that our, those nightmare stories that we live, we tend to relive every time we tell them, right? We all have a form of storytelling that we engage in by the water cooler or on email like where something bad happens, and we have the need not only to just tell and communicate to everybody that we know, but we relive it as we do it. We do relive it. And, and sometimes I've you know, actually seen people that I work with when they're reliving this go back to that place that same place where the right. original incident happened and, you know, just shake. So I think what you're saying in the work that you do is that you help people see that they can be the director of their lives, but the life that they want, rich, abundant, uh, healthy, those kinds of things. That's what the happens sense is I get. That, 
Yeah, we all we all run patterns, right? What usually we're totally unaware of all the patterns that are going on at any one time. But the thing is, if we become aware of the patterns that are that are defining the quality of our life, mm-hmm. specifically the thoughts that we have, specifically the thoughts that we have, and yes. the energy that we put towards that we want, what we're passionate about, mm-hmm. that's what's going to manifest. Where we put our focus, right? Mm-hmm. So if we're focusing, let's say we're in debt, right? We have massive credit card debt. Right. And what happens? Do we focus on how to creating massive wealth? No, we focus on, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm in debt. I have to get out of debt. I have to get out of debt. Every right? day. It's, and it's really the focus on the debt rather than how do I create, you know, uh, so much abundance in my life that the debt really is insignificant. Exactly. And as long as you do have your focus, as long as you're writing the movie about debt, you can't create a movie about wealth. Oh, that's, that's a good the, point. That's the challenge. That's, that's a good challenge. point because we're, if we're talking about debt, then how are we taking our energy and talking about abundance? Exactly. It, so it, and, it, and, and this happens with every area of our life. If you look at health, I mean, what's the? I mean, every week you have a new diet coming out. Oh, and I they're know. all about what? They're all about mm-hmm. losing weight. Right. So <laughs> losing weight is not what we want to do. We want to gain health. You know, That's you look right. at wow. the, the National Institute of Health that, that gives grants out to all these researchers that are doing work in, 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 in the, the medical field. They're not researching health. They really should be called the, Institute of, the National Institute of Disease because they're right. studying disease and how to make it better as opposed oh, to asking the question that. what health is. Mm. That right. is so interesting. I, you know, that is so interesting. You know, we, I guess we are bombarded with I hadn't even thought about the research end of it because you think well we're getting research and it's really a good thing that we're getting research because you know I've done research but what is the research really focusing on you know I had really I really hadn't thought about that it's in but you're every, right it, it permeates through everything that we do and it what what's happening is is once that energy is created and the focus is put on that specific venue say let's let's say it is you know how to how to lose weight all uh, anything else after that is already going down the wrong road because mm-hmm. you're not you're not trying to get towards what you want. You're trying to it's taking something out of the wrong context, right? You're putting your energy on losing something, and just psychologically, your body you don't want to lose something, <laughs> weight mm-hmm. or or otherwise. You want to gain something. We want to gain. We all want more stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh. We do, don't we? I mean, it, we do. It, the, the, actually, you know, there's been, you know, the January starts off, right? We talk about the year. We talk about right. our goals. And the question is, do we want to lose weight or do we want a healthy body? Right. Actually, even though we might think we want a healthy body, we focus on the losing, on weight, losing part. weight And we use that as our indicator of success. You know, like, for example, we'll go on a, on a scale to see how we're doing, which is an indicator of how much weight we're losing, but we're not doing a blood test to determine how fluid our red blood cells are or, right. or how, what the release of certain gases are in the body, right, which may be a better indicator. A still better indicator might be to, to study the energy fields of the body, you know, to see how your acupuncture meridian is doing. Go, go through some Carilion photography, and we can get real out there now, you know, and just go in different areas here. But the, the whole concept is that if you're not focusing on what you want to create, on the adventure that you want, it's going to happen on its own, and most likely it's not going to be the adventure that you want. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, I want to talk about something, uh, you know, really quickly. You talk about five magic words to transform your life. Yes. Share, yes, with our, yes. Uh, share with our listening audience what those five words are. Thank you for this day. That is so powerful. 
That's it. That's the only. And, and you know what's amazing is that simple and silly as that is to just put five words to say, okay, this could change your life. You know what? Try it. For 10 days, I challenge anyone to, to, to start the day off and to go to sleep with those five magic words. Thank you for this day. And don't just say them and give them lip service. You want to create an incantation about them. You want to mm-hmm. emotionalize them and really think about what you're grateful for. You know, and it, there's probably, I know there have been times where I've said, Pat, like, well, I don't have anything to be grateful for right now, right? Mm-hmm. But once you break out of that state, you could say, okay, I'm breathing. That's one. Mm-hmm. I'm above ground. That's another. There's trees outside. That's three. You know, and all of a sudden, from that space, you could come up with thousands and thousands of things that you could be grateful for at any moment. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, let's say that challenge again. For the next 10 days, Mm-hmm. We'd like our listeners to to say, and do you suggest in the morning or in the evening? I know that uh, I do it both. That's for the, ten the, days. Set the tone for the morning mm-hmm. as soon as you wake up by saying thank you for this day, and the last thought right before you go to sleep, same thing. Close your eyes and just emotionalize it. Take a few deep breaths before you say it, mm-hmm. and just become those words. And yes, even if you, whether it doesn't matter whether you believe them or not, right? Right. I mean, right, the, what right. we're talking about is getting into a practice. Sure, sure. Yeah. Creating a little ritual for yourself. Well, I, you know, I've I've heard people say, you know, to me, well, you know, you're asking me to say thank you, and you know what? I really don't believe it. Right. Um, I really don't want to be grateful. Right. And you know what we're saying is, we want you to get you know into the habit of saying and using these amazing words. And what that does, Pat, is it, it creates a space. Where you can become grateful. Mm-hmm. It does create a space because we're not stuffing it with resentment. Right, right. Uh, and again, and it's what it's what you're putting your focus on. Where wherever you're putting your thought energy on, all of a sudden that's going to move you towards it, whether you're conscious of it or not. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it is it is an amazing thing when we start to talk about thoughts uh, and what is it what does it mean to have thoughts of gratitude versus thoughts of resentment i I remember reading i think it was in Catherine Ponder uh one of her you know many books that right. uh, resentment and gratitude cannot coexist resentment uh, and actually yeah. gratitude and fear or any of those things cannot coexist uh-huh love love and fear too right so you know you you know what I think you're saying to our listeners we get to choose mm-hmm. that which we want to bring into our lives. Through our thinking. Pat, you just hit the nail on the head. That's the exact distinction there is that through conscious choice, you have the ability to either create a magnificent adventure or to live a sad drama tale. And the, the, the whole, it all comes down to the individual and what they choose to do. And by not choosing, you're, make, you're still making a choice. You're choosing not to choose. Yes. You know, I want to give out, we have a listener here that's listening and just went to your website. I want to give it out again to just clarify. The website is www.scottjeffrey.com. That's S-C-O-T-T-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y.com. It's www.scottjeffrey.com. So, yes, thank you for sending me that email. And, uh, and, you know, so uh, we have people listening to, uh, you know, these amazing teachings, Scott. You know, you really are an amazing teacher. Thanks. And, you know, you have a, the gift that you offer so many people, our listeners, is that which they can choose the life that they want. Right. 
And, uh, you know, what I would like to do is take a short break, come back, and talk to you more about, you know, our thoughts. Is okay. What are our thoughts? And you have a very, very interesting approach to help us understand about thought energy. Sounds like fun. So let's do this. Um, please email me at live, L-I-V-E, at crustbusting.com with a question or comment for Scott and receive an amazing book, Journey to the Impossible, or call in at our toll-free number here, one 335 to receive a copy of this book, to talk with us, to ask Scott, you know, to find out how you can journey to the impossible with Scott Jeffrey. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Join sales executive Scotty and Teresa for Sales Talk every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 Eastern. It's the fun venue to facilitate business growth and increase revenue through sales execution. Tune in to hear interviews with nationally known sales experts and authors. We will explore the critical challenges that salespeople and sales leaders face in today's turbulent economy. Listen and have your pressing sales issues answered. We walk the walk and talk the talk. You'll laugh a little and learn a lot. Join us Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific here on Voice America. New technology products emerge every day into the marketplace. Find out the benefits, challenges, and opportunities they present by listening to the Invention and Innovation Hour every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America. Hosted by Tom O'Neill and Carol Ann Dykes, the Invention and Innovation Hour will welcome expert guests in exciting fields and will focus on the ever-evolving world of technology. Get the latest tech news right here by listening to the Invention and Innovation Hour with Tom O'Neill and Carol Ann Dykes every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time on voiceamerica.com. Hi, it's Sky and Denny. Come be a fly on the wall every Thursday at 1 p.m. And you're a guest at Sky and Denny's Cocktail Hour. Hop in to meet the inner circle of business experts, self-help advisors, celebrities, and other fascinating guests as they share their secrets for personal, business, and financial success. Our inside tips will help you be more successful in starting or running a business. So please join us for the Cocktail Hour every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Internet Leader in Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Have you just seen a good movie? Have you just seen a bad movie? Whatever the case may be, join Elmer and Jessica on the Out and About Hour, sponsored by Grand Cinemas, every Saturday at 3 Pacific Time on voiceamerica.com, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com, your Internet talk leader. Welcome back to Crossbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life with Dr. Pat. If you would like to participate in today's program, call in at 1-888-335-5204. Now let's join Dr. Pat for some serious crust-busting. Well, welcome back. Uh, you know, we are here with Scott Jeffrey. Amazing. He coaches the coaches. He coaches entrepreneurs, CEOs, entertainers, leaders, each and every one of us. He has coached me uh, each and every time I, I have a conversation with him. I feel absolutely enlightened and have implemented the many things that he has said to me, especially stop saying I don't know. 
You're listening to uh, Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life. If you'd like to know more about crust busting, please go to www.crustbusting.com. And I want to say this again, Scott. I want to let folks know um, how they can get a hold of you. Um, sure. How can they email you or go through your website? Well, yeah, either way would be fine. You could go to scottjeffrey.com, and that's uh, S-C-O-T-T-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y.com, or email me directly at scott at scottjeffrey.com. Oh, that's great. And, you know, today um, we call in with a question or comment, and you will receive a copy of this amazing book, Journey to the Impossible. And, Scott, we have a caller right now. We have Linda on the line. Hi, Hi, Linda. Are you there? Yes, good morning. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, Good morning. Scott. Good morning. Um, something you said resonated with me, um, mm-hmm. the statement, I don't know. Uh-huh. And I haven't been able to get it out of my mind since you said it. <laughs> and then you said, thank you for this day. Right. And, and, the, and I'm not even sure the question, but I can't get the I don't know out of my head. But when you say I don't know, is it's more than just um, because you don't know the answer. It, it I guess I'm getting the feeling that it's about not wanting to say what it is that's really going on in your mind. And I guess I'm looking at it from both a professional um, professional experience and also personally, that it's easy to say, I don't know, because then you don't have to face what the truth is. Yes. So if if you're not saying that anymore, how do you, I guess it's communications, on how do you say what's really going on without the fear of, repercussions from it or mm-hmm. feeling guilty about what you said or right. somebody making fun or thinking, well, that's a stupid thought. Sure. No, I, I, hear, I, hear, I hear exactly what you're saying. I think it also depends on the context of when the question's being asked. Like if someone's asking you a question that's private or you don't want to give the answer um, for other reasons outside of not wanting to find them within yourself, that's, that's a different decision to make there. The point of, of I don't know is that if someone's at, if if even you, you know usually the question is asked within yourself too we just sort of phase it out but the question you know of well you know what do you really want for example you know if someone asks you the question what what if you knew you couldn't fail and money was an issue what would you be doing right most people when asked that question would just sort of shrug their shoulders and say gosh I don't I don't know. You know, and again, that's that point where you'd say, "I know you don't know the answer, but if you did know, what would you say?" Mm-hmm. And what happens is, the person that what that does is it creates a space for you to just allow yourself to come up with an answer. You know, we we assume that the answer has to be the answer, and because of that 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 sort of need for perfectionism, we don't want to come up with an answer and be wrong. And this starts really young. I mean, think about in school. Uh, you know, it starts probably around kindergarten, first grade, where a teacher asks a question, the student raises his hand, and, and the student gets shot down. And the, for the student, it's traumatic. And for all the kids, it's a learning experience because they say, well, I don't want to come up with an answer because what if I'm wrong? It's easier to say I don't know than to be wrong. So right from that, from that step on, it, it creates that fear of having a creative answer. And I think what we're doing is we're leading into the next, the next topic of, of, of thought energy and, and coming from that space of what it means to say I don't know and what's actually happening from an energy perspective. Um, should, we, should we go? Did, did, I don't, did I answer the question, Pat? Linda? 
You know, I have a question for you, Linda. When Scott talks about, you know, uh, okay, this sort of response, you know, if you don't say, I don't know, and and then you go to the next question, I mean, if you put everything aside, Scott, how did you say that? To move beyond, I don't know, what was the, the second question you asked? I wonder if... I know, it's, 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 I know you don't know, but if you did, what would you say? How would you answer that, Linda? Is there anything that comes up for you there? Well, if I do answer it, then does that mean that I have to take action on it? Like, for example, if I, if somebody says to me, well, what do you really want to do with your life? Okay. I don't right. know. Okay, that's the first response that I have because sure. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> and if I if I say what I really want to do, then the next question would be, well, then why don't you do it? And then it's, I don't know. And then it comes back to, well, okay, I don't have the money to do it. I don't have, um, you know, all those things that you need to do, whatever you're – it's almost like a dream, what your dream is to do. Right. So it just but, kind of puts you in a box, or it feels like it's in a box. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a very good point. That's right. a very good point. Now, Scott, I know you've talked to me about that, and we're talking about the, the you know, our thought process. Because sure. what Linda, you know, what Linda's saying is, it starts to to create a cycle of almost like closed doors. Sure, sure, sure. And okay, so here, let's let's look at this visually, Linda. Maybe, maybe this will help. Okay, picture yourself. You said you're locked in a box, right? Mm-hmm. Picture yourself in a box that's around that just fits around you. Mm-hmm. Okay, someone asks you a question, or you ask yourself a question. What do you want to do with your life? Now, what that does is it creates the potentiality to not break out of that box, which is, you know, this out-of-the-box thinking that people think of, right. but to actually redefine the size of the box that you're in, right? It creates a problem because you don't know the answer just yet in your head. It's not, like, readily available or you have fear of getting to that answer, mm-hmm. okay? But by allowing yourself to mentate on that question, of what do I, if I did know what I wanted to do with my life, what would it be? Mm. What it does is it starts to stretch the box, and the box starts to get larger. Mm. And what happens is the next time you're asked a question, you have a greater space within to work with, right? The people that are ultra-successful, that are doing, you know, living the life that they've designed for themselves, they've become expert problem solvers. Their box is just enormous. So they have so much space to run around in, and through experiences, they're not afraid to expand the box even further. Mm. You know, they look at the option. When they get a question that, that doesn't readily come to mind, mm-hmm. that's exciting to them. See, it's just put in a different context. Like what I heard you just say, Linda, is that you may be afraid of the answer that you come up with, which is a, which is a very valid response. I think a, a lot of people share that fear. Mm-hmm. And I think at, at at one level we all do because it represents the unknown, and the unknown is inherently scary to us because it's all the uncertainty, it's all the minutia that we have to deal with in life, and we just it's even if we're unhappy where we are in this little box, we know this box, we own this box. Right? So the question becomes is what has to happen for you to want to expand this current box and to grow this box, to break out of the box that you're in and redefine yourself into a much larger, larger box. You know, Linda, when you hear when you hear that question, is there anything that comes to mind, you know, that you would that comes up for you that you would like to do? 
I mean, you know, is there anything that comes up? But it's really difficult, what I hear you say, it's really difficult for you to say what that is because you're afraid that if you talk about what it is, that all the other doors around how that can happen in your life would be shut. Am I correct? Well, yeah, there's a couple things that happen. One is that um, when when somebody asks that question, the box feels tighter. Oh, okay. So, Scott, you're saying that the box should get, get bigger because you should take those steps forward, even if they're little steps is what I hear you saying. Okay, so what happens is the box gets tighter, and then what happens after that is, well, don't discuss it anymore because then people are going to come back and say, well, how are you doing with with what you wanted to do? And then it's more pressure about, well, okay, I didn't take any action to do that. But what I hear you saying, Scott, is, is, is to break through the fear of not doing it and take one step at a time. Right. Right, and the box doesn't actually, just to clarify, the box doesn't grow when the question's asked. It, the potential for the box's growth is, is now there. Right, right, it, I understand. I each understand. little, okay, so just each little step that you take at that point. But what you're, what you're bringing up, Linda, is also another point, too, is that, you know, a lot of people may not be ready for the answer. So it's not that they don't want to think about the answer. They truly have not created a space within themselves where they want to know what it takes to be happy or to live that life adventure that's meaningful to them. Mm. Good point. Mm-hmm. Good wow, point. Linda. Anything okay. come up for you that, uh, in terms of you know, being able to answer that question? Yes, I mean, but there's not... something that you'd like to talk about or maybe perhaps contact Scott and talk to him directly. Well, and I'm not ready to open that box yet. There you go. <laughs> you know, Scott, but at least I wonder... now you're aware of the box. <laughs> But I yes, I'm aware. I'm very aware of the box. But it also helps me to say, well, okay, now it's okay for me to think about it and not to be afraid of it. Even if I don't hit it tomorrow or the next year, at least it's an option that's open. Sure. Okay. That that works. And okay. I'm and I'm grateful for this day. That's what I have to say because <laughs> I actually got to talk about the I don't know without saying what it is. Sure. Well, oh, that's great. So thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You know, Scott, is there a telephone number Linda can call you on if she wants to follow up with the, uh, you know, follow up with you on this? Sure. Uh, well, you could you could email me at scott at scottjeffrey dot com or I have a toll free number at eight seven seven two zero one fifty four hundred. Okay. Great. Thank, Thank you, you so Linda. much. Linda, stay on the line, and uh, you, Carolyn Linda. will get your information so we can send you a copy of this amazing book. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Have a great day. You too. Okay. Thank you. Wow, Scott. Uh, you know, um, we're going to take a short break, and, and then we're going to come back and talk about thinking, because what Linda brought up is very near and dear to my heart. And, uh, you know, I'd, lo- I'd love for our listeners to talk a little bit about that, because it's very difficult. It was, you know, you and I have talked about our personal journeys and, and how we've had to kind of expand that box to be, box to be a little bit more elastic. Right. So let's take a short break and give our listeners a chance to call in toll-free at 1-888-335-5204 to speak with Scott Jeffrey and, you know, journey, journey to the impossible with us today. Uh, you're listening to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Pat Basile. So stay tuned, and uh, again, you can email me at live at crustbusting.com and receive a copy of this book as well. Thank you, Linda, for your courage. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
Hi, this is Patricia Raskin, host of Positive Living. Tune in Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific for the program that brings you practical, inspiring, and positive principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Each week, my guests will give you a formula for connecting, gift-forgiving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call into Positive Living on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific right here on voiceamerica.com. Spirits Rising with Linda Reed and Joy Del Giudice is a show dedicated to exploring and reporting on the intuitive arts, healing, and the rising emphasis on personal spiritual pursuits. Heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, Spirits Rising will report on the latest breakthroughs in long-distance healing, meditation, and sound therapy. We will also provide information for those curious about metaphysics, things beyond what we can see, feel, or touch. So whether it's meditation, angels, UFOs, or an interest in developing the intuitive side of your life, listen to Spirits Rising with Linda Reed and Joy Del Giudice every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time right here on voiceamerica.com. Did you know that who you are and how you feel can be determined by your handwriting? It's true. And on As I See It with Ron Rice, he'll prove it. Heard every Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. As I See It, we'll discuss how profiling handwriting can do everything from matchmaking to solving crimes. Ron will show you how to detect temper, love, and jealousy in the written word, as well as have discussions on some of the most famous letters of all time, such as the John JonBenet Ramsey ransom note. This show is interactive, so you can send us handwriting samples to have analyzed on the air. The written word is a powerful thing. Find out how powerful by listening to As I See It every Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on voiceamerica.com. Informative, entertaining, and educational talk. www.voiceamerica.com. Come find out what you've been missing. Welcome back to Crossbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life with Dr. Pat. If you would like to participate in today's program, call in at 1-888-335-5204. Now let's join Dr. Pat for some serious crust-busting. Well, welcome back. You're listening to uh, Crust-Busting You Wait an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Pat Basile. And I have a very special guest today, Scott Jeffrey. Uh, Scott is an amazing, uh, uh, you know, he has created a way for us to journey to the impossible. He, his book, you know, is Journey to the Impossible. It's Designing an Extraordinary Life. And he's talking with us today uh, to help each and every one of us explore that possibility. And, you know, if you listen to the last se- segment, you heard our caller, uh, Linda, talk about the I don't know and, you know, what that really means for her and the fear that comes up. And, Scott, let me ask you this. You know, we talk about that, and what's hidden underneath that is our thinking, isn't it? Yes. And how we yes. think about our lives and who we are. Yeah, that we each have different thought systems that are in place that are sort of uh, dictating the mental traffic that goes on in our head. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as where it's, again, it's what we create, what our field so to speak, creates um, an avenue for, dictates what thoughts are going to even come into our heads. Mm. Uh, maybe you should start back up for a second because I okay. sort of jumped ahead there. And, you know, the question becomes is what is a thought and where do thoughts come from? Uh, that was a question that I, I started asking probably about three, four years ago just because, you know, from a, a personal development perspective, there was plenty of evidence to show that, you know, someone that, that defines the goals that they want, that writes down the goals, 
are more likely to attain them, mm. right? I mean, we've all heard and seen that. Right. The question was, to me, was why? You know, how, how, how can our thoughts manifest into the physical world? Well, that question led on a, a pretty interesting journey, and it continues today, but one thing that uh, I have come to the conclusion of, and this is just actually through uh, hard, rigorous science and not just personal opinion, but the thoughts are not, you know, if someone asks, where does your thought come from? You, you know, where would most people point, Pat? They'd point to their head, mm-hmm. right, saying that their thoughts are coming from their brain. Well, in actuality, none of your thoughts are coming from your brain. The thoughts are not your own. Thoughts are coming from, well, what Jung called the collective unconscious mm-hmm. and what uh, physicist David Bohm called the implicate order or the etheric invisible plane. Wow. Um, and now there's a lot here that we could go into, and I know we have limited time, so I'm just going to sort of, you know, summarize a little bit of it. And, Pat, if you have anything specific you want to ask or stop me if it's unclear, please do so. Well, I think uh, what you said is really worth saying again. We okay. do point to our brain when we say where do our thoughts come from. Right. And what we're talking about is, you know, uh, you know our, because we can see our brain, and actually we can take our finger and we can point it up there. What you're saying is there is this invisible place that yes. our thoughts are really coming from. And I think that's worth talking about, Scott. Yes, yes, yes. This, and let's just call it an invisible plane because it's just much easier than some technical term like the implicate order. But <laughs> the idea is, is that we have each person, and this is through you know, energy medicine has shown this time and time again, but there's a field around the body. There's fields around our cells, there's fields around every muscle, and there's fields around the body itself. That's also called you know, the human energy field or the aura field. Okay, now not, I'm not going to get this, we're not, we're not really talking in a new age context here, but the idea even in science is that we, there is this field that exists, and it, it surrounds everything. Well, it also surrounds a thought, or rather it is a thought. So a thought itself, let's just define as an energy field. Okay, the idea here is that where are these thoughts coming from? Well, they're coming from this collective pool this infinite intelligence that exists. Now, we may mm-hmm. think that it's above us or below us or wherever. The point is it's just it's not necessarily within ourselves. Wherever we're comfortable thinking it comes from works. That's fine, fine, yes. It's, yeah. We always tend to create a mental image of where it might be, but that's the, what, what's important here is that your thoughts are not your own. It's our ego that puts the point that, that sort of takes our thoughts and makes them our own. You know, mm-hmm. They say, okay, this is what we're thinking. But here, here's, here's the point, Pat. We share our thoughts with everybody else, whether we like it or know it or not, which is an uncomfortable concept to a lot of people. Oh, but yeah. We also, we also have the ability to access an infinite amount of information at any one point. Are we talking about intuition? Well, intuition is an element of it, but I'm actually talking about it from an, from an energy science perspective. From, it's, it's more of a theoretical science perspective, but oh. it's, still, it's still accurate nonetheless. And the idea here is this is bringing us back to I don't know and the, mm-hmm. the talk that we had with Linda. Yes. When you say I don't know, you're closing your field. Oh. Okay? Yeah, I get it. And, and when you stay open, when you create an energy space within yourself to, to sort of calibrate, to, to resonate at a higher frequency, you access a higher degree of thought, a higher quality of thought. Mm-hmm. So those people that are termed genius, for example, one thing that most geniuses have in common, no matter whether it's in the arts or sciences, it doesn't matter, is they rarely take credit for their own work, whether it's Picasso or 
a Blake. It doesn't matter. They're, they're always saying that there's some higher power, or some mm-hmm. higher source that the information is coming from, mm-hmm. right? And not even to put it in a religious context, just the idea is that it's something with, they're, they're able to intuit. So here right. we do get intuition. Mm-hmm. They're able to intuit that their thoughts are not their own, that the genius, they don't take credit. There's this element of humility in all mm-hmm. geniuses. Mm. Wow, that's very interesting. But don't you, in fact, have to be open to hear that? I mean, some people say the voice. You know, I heard a voice say that to call Scott Jeffrey for the show. Right. Don't you have to be open to that voice? 100%. And, that's, and how do we stay open to that? It's by creating that space and not saying, I don't know. Not saying, what that I don't does, know. Yeah, mm-hmm. when you say, I don't know, you're closing the field. Mm-hmm. Right. When, yes. you, when you truly have this burning desire, when you have this focus on something, what you're doing is through time, and, and this is why there's some really interesting research on prayer and why, why prayer is so successful in healing, but when you have this deep focus and this mm-hmm. desire, you resonate at a higher frequency, right? You look at the body as an oscillator and it's shaking up and down. Well, at, wow. that, higher, at that higher frequency, you're able to access a greater amount of this collective pool of thought. Oh my God! What we just went through is a very quick way of saying, mm-hmm. well, where does genius come from? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, we could go into this from a number of different perspectives, but I don't know if that's helpful. Uh, oh, it's extremely helpful because there's <laughs> so much being written about this now, Scott. Yes, I mean, yes. the APA finally put something out about integrating, you know, this discussion of a higher power, which we're calling spirituality, right. into psychotherapy sessions. Sure. Sure. You know, so yeah, and but I really have not heard it uh, phrased the way that you you just phrased it. It makes it very understandable, you know. It, but I, I have never really connected it with thought, and I think that's really helpful for our listener audience because what you're saying is that 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 particular that is available to each and every one of us. This is not just for the geniuses or the metaphysical people or you know a priest or you know you don't have to be sitting on a mountain somewhere in t- Tibet. Right, exactly. Everyone is is doing this, whether they're conscious of it or not. Mm -hmm. The thing is to become conscious of it and to become aware of it, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you open yourself up to be able to receive that information, those thoughts. Wow. You know, so if you take it for, and obviously this this takes a lot of humility Mm -hmm. because we take ownership. It's just like, you know, you come up with a great idea and you say, ah, I just came up with the greatest idea. Uh Uh-huh. Well, as soon as you say I, you just missed the boat. And wow. we all do this. We all wow. do this right away. You say, I just came up, or I just, you know, and as soon as that I comes in to play, uh-huh. the ego is jumping in and taking credit for a thought that was not your own. <laughs> oh, man. we got to say no to that ego. You know, Scott, <laughs> this is an amazing conversation. I am always fascinated how quickly the time goes on this show. I know, show. It, I know it. Uh, but we are going to have you. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to invite you to uh, uh, my uh, radio show that I do Monday through Friday on KKNW. I'd like you to join me there, and that can, you know, uh, we can also uh, that will be available to our internet listeners uh, through CrustBusting.com. I'd love to continue this conversation uh, with you. I'd be you. honored to. Would you let people know that you know how to contact you to get to be part of what you do for people? Sure. Well, the, the the content that we just went over, Pat, is something that is uh, sort of a work in progress. Okay. Unfortunately, I don't have anything out on this right now. Okay. Um, but if you go to scottjeffrey.com, uh, at the very bottom there's a link to the uh, different uh, sort of mm-hmm. essays that I've done. So you could just take a look through there if that's of interest. That's great. 
Thank you. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. You are awesome, Scott. Um, and I will be speaking to you really soon. Um, you're listening to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Pat Basile. We are here each and every Thursday, 8 a.m. Next week, you we will be listening to, um, uh, uh, we have an amazing guest, Congressman Jim McDermott. He will be joining me for an exclusive interview to talk about what and how, uh, you know, to go about this our country bringing our soldiers home. In addition to that, he'll be talking about health care, unemployment, and uh, I know my uh, my uncle Al will be listening uh, to the show. So, again, we're here on voiceamerica.com on Thursday mornings, 8 a.m. Join us next week and Congressman Jim McDermott for an, uh, you know, an amazing session. Until then, remember to live and breathe the crust-busting way each day, every day, this day. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Scott. Bye-bye, and until next week, many blessings. Thank you for joining us today for Crust Busting with Dr. Pat Basile. Crust Busting with Dr. Pat can be heard live every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time on voiceamerica.com. For a copy of today's program or to learn more about Crust Busting, visit www.crustbusting.com. 